0: People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. You're listening to Fine Music Radio. Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. There's a play that's just opened at the Baxter Theatre called Expelled. It's described as a family drama which focuses on the largely ungoverned world of social media. Alex, a matric pupil at an elite school, gets caught up in a viral scandal and is suspended. One shared lives alter in seconds, what's seen cannot be unseen, and the ramifications for his family are profound. Now, with me in the studio are Rosalind Butler, who wrote the play, and also another director man, Craig Freimond, who is here with me in the studio. So welcome to both of you. I'm most intrigued. And the first question I want to ask you is, it's interesting because you are not only partners on the stage, but also in real life and have three of your own children, so was it your experience as parents that was the impetus for this play, Rosalind?
1: No, although my experience as a, as a mother and kind of gleaning things from my children in terms of the challenges they face um, and things that happen with social media in their community um, has helped me. But it was more my own kind of the way I was using social media and I'd find myself kind of down a rabbit hole you know an hour later clicking on things and not even enjoying what I was reading but compelled to Mm -hmm. click and continue We've all
0: been there
1: So I was interested in that kind of addictive nature and and this world that we don't understand and how it affects younger people particularly and um, we don't really understand the rules or the ramifications and yet we all go there Willingly sharing, Mm. you know, intimate things, and I wanted to explore that.
0: Um, Just as we begin, Craig, did you have any role in the writing? I know you're directing, but was that all Rosalind?
2: Uh, It was all Rosalind. We had um, this. The play was developed by this fantastic company called How Now Brown Cow, who is basically uh, an independent theatre company, but also. has some playwriting development sides to their their objectives. And so this play was chosen as one of the the plays to be um, developed. And as you know, it's a real issue in our country that we don't have much development funds for for plays. Um, So we had several several read-throughs of it where I was obviously involved and giving our feedback as well as with many other people. And then also... Um, A new play uh, is always, there's a bit of fine-tuning to be done in a a, a production, off the page, onto the floor. So definitely I'm not part of the writing, but hopefully of,
0: you know, the shaping of of it it or bringing bringing it to life. Is this its premiere? Yeah. Yeah, so it's not been seen anywhere before. No, no, it which is a bit nerve-wracking. Well, it's,
2: it's 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 always a fascinating thing because mm-hmm. you just don't know, you know, and it's
0: so topical to play that it's very hard to judge how people will take it. You know? I'm interested. Social media, as we know, is intrinsically to a device of some kind. So, how do you translate this into theatre production?
1: Well, obviously people are on their devices you know as part of the kind of action but we've also taken it further and I actually always wanted the technology to be part of the staging in a intrinsic way but you know wasn't really sure how it would happen so just wrote things you know (laughs) text messages appear and you know and then luckily Craig and the designer and the technical support team took it further and have done wonderful wonderful uh, it's beyond how I had imagined it but I'm so grateful and very much part of the production.
0: It sounds like um, it's this thing of Alex getting caught up in a viral scandal that happens so easily and as it says here in your publicity, lives alter in seconds. But what's seen cannot be unseen, and we've seen so many examples of that, haven't we? And even suicides from children.
1: Mm. Yes, absolutely. And um, and I think there's also a kind of thing that once it's out there um, and you're cancelled, it's you become pariahs. There's no discussion. You are what you posted, and your life. Might never be the same again, mm-hmm. and um, and especially with the kind of you know terrible circumstances where people commit suicide because things have been exposed and they feel so vulnerable or ashamed, and um, you know the online bullying that happens. Oh yes, is, goodness, yeah, you know, horrific. So. Yeah.
0: Of course, social media doesn't only destroy young lives because it plays a huge part in our lives or whatever age. Elections are won by whoever, formerly Twitter, X, formerly Twitter. How do you shut off? How does one shut off? Is there a message in the play about that?
1: Well, it's touched on certainly Mm -hmm. that, um, yes, and um, uh, kind of the organizations behind it are blamed, in, in a dramatic way.
0: Yes, I'm sure. My goodness. And Craig, when you, I mean, I'm intrigued. you live together? Do you discuss this over supper and throw things at each other?
2: Um, or pretty, or pretty much, yeah. We, we wake <laughs> up at three in the morning sort of going, um, what about this line? What about that line? Um, <laughs> you know, it's not our first um, rodeo together. <laughs> <laughs> rodeo, that's <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> we, we, we used to work together uh, quite a lot uh, when, we, when we first started writing. And we decided quite early on that we should try and avoid it, Mm -hmm. Um, just because not not because we didn't work well together. I think actually we do work well together, but it sort of doubles up on the pressure of of a relationship. So, so we largely have not. But a couple of years ago, Roz's first play called an unromantic comedy. I, I also directed um and then this and we've 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 done some big sort of writing projects together but but it's not we we think separation is probably better but it's also nice to share in something you know the fact that we're coming down here to open this play together there's a there's a shared um excitement i guess um and and of course i understand very intricately what she's trying to achieve oh, sure you do. Yes, <laughs> and yes. i get
0: told if i'm not um, <laughs> <laughs> so craig do you mostly direct or and write and act or what is your most important role
2: you know i started off as a theatre director mostly and I wanted to get into film and one of the ways of getting into film is to write (laughs) especially as a Um, writer-director so that's what I did and I started writing more and I also have written a few plays but I largely write screenplays and series and I largely direct um, film but uh, theatre uh, you know sort of remains a kind of a, a a real love of mine and 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 i and I think if I had my way, I would probably do a play a year um, <laughs> that you would write and direct not necessarily write, not okay. necessarily write, okay. but certainly direct because d- to be back in a rehearsal room uh working with actors for me is always the joy uh, and and when you move into film that aspect of it gets quite curtailed
0: because of pressure and time pressure and whatever. Oh, I'm sure. you're dealing with a billion other things and just to mention a couple of films that you've written and directed Gums and Noses uh, Josie, Material Beyond the River, New Material The Road to Broad Bay these are things that you have written and directed but now Rosalind sitting there quietly thinking she can relax, what is your first piece of music because I see you've got first choice here
1: Yes, so it's by South African um, musician James Phillips, who sadly passed away about twenty years ago more. Mm, a long time long ago. Long time ago. Mm. Um, and it's called Where Will You Go. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Savior comes Will you be in your knees or behind a gun Will you be happy To see him or Will you want to run Will you be Afraid Of what the people say When you look at what The people have done And if you Charge love oh, 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 that you want Will you feel his spirit in the air Will it take you in? will you won't even care Na 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 will you be happy to see him or will you want to run will you be afraid of what the people say when you look at what the people when you look at what the people have done
0: James Phillips there in his song. It was the first choice of my guest, one of my guests, Rosalind Butler, whose new play Expelled has just opened at the Baxter, and that's what we're discussing. And I mentioned some of the credits of her husband Craig, who's also here in the studio. Your turn will come, Craig, for some music. Um, but, Rosalind, one of the things a lot of people might remember, I mean, Essie Dingo was so popular, and you worked on that as a writer, didn't you, for about a decade. But then you've got Soul Buddies, Home Affairs, a whole host of things. And is writing, just before we go back, is writing your big thing? You're not so much an actress or director.
1: Uh, no, I, I, I studied at UCT Drama School and I worked as an actress for about six or seven years. And then I was acting, I was writing, I was directing co- corporate theatre. Um, and I felt very much like I was kind of wearing too many hats and I needed to focus. And the thing that was really my passion was and is writing.
0: Mm -hmm. And just as we've been talking, it sounds as though this particular play, um, Expelled, uh, you're very excited about it. You put a lot of work into it, both of you. And I mean, all going well, it's going to be a huge hit for you, as we will see, because as I say, it opened uh, last night on Saturday and runs through until the... 24th, did you say? No,
1: it? no, till the, till the end of February, the first weekend in March, actually. I oh, that's First of
0: March, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so it's got yeah. a decent long run yeah. here. Yes. Now, this subject that we're talking about, um, social media, after sitting through a play like this and going through all those issues of social media, what are you hoping the audience work walks away with?
1: Well, I'm hoping to open the conversation. It's certainly not prescriptive in terms of what I'm saying, but um, it's more about let's just think about this world Mm. that we inhabit Mm. and the ramifications and maybe we should be a little more careful or cognizant of its power um, and power in sometimes positively Um, I think people connect uh, in a way that maybe they couldn't they keep up with people that they might not Um,
0: yes which has never happened before it's a whole new uh, concept
1: absolutely and also you know in the kind of fundraising arena um, there's a lot of activity for for positivity but it can also go horribly wrong and lives can be destroyed and um, we just need to kind of take that seriously
0: Mm, even evil I've heard Mm. can come into it quite Mm. well do you agree Craig?
2: Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I've sort of very uh, strong views about the, the 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 sort of the negative uh, aspects of social media. Uh, I, I think it's extremely dangerous. Um, and I think the f- and, and I think what's great about the play is that it does just sort of make you think about your consumption about the stuff and of course they're incentivizing you to to uh, watch more the, the, to watch more, more mm. to um, go down and, that rabbit hole and, and, and basically what what happens there is you become part of the machine you know mm. you, you, you 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 can criticize it but the more you partake in it the more you are um, the, the more you are part of it and I think the the, the huge huge role as as has been documented in the way that it's divided us since social media that everyone is living in their own little rabbit hole mm. we're not sharing media anymore and people are talking to each other no and, and, and the divisiveness and the po- polarization that has happened if you look at like America and the UK and these the societies that, that often had Touch points, you know, that they would watch Johnny Carson together or wh- whatever it is. Suddenly, all your media, everything is being filtered to your algorithm. And that's why people are so divided, because they really believe that what they're seeing is true. And I'm not sure how we get out of that. You yeah, know? Because
0: there's the fake news thing as well, which yeah. social media helps hugely, doesn't it, yeah. to promulgate
1: the the play, one of the main themes is truth. What is true? Um, and on social media, is there any truth? Because people curate their feeds to present a certain thing to the world that might be totally untrue. Mm, mm. Um, or else someone else might um, expel their innermost thoughts and feelings and expose themselves in a way that maybe is not good for their career or good for their families. You know, there's so many... Um, so um, yeah, truth and what is true is is very much a, a theme of the play. You
2: know, you and we tr- sorry, we we tr- I think what the play very cleverly does is is holds up this this video that gets shared, and wreaks havoc in his kid's life. They were just messing around, right? They were just yeah, messing it around. All but, starts innocently, but there, but there was an aspect of their messing around that was a little off color, um, and then it becomes a question of. Well, is it is it wrong? Unfortunately, it hits a zeitgeist that everybody wants to, you know, punish them and whatever. In actual fact, it was four boys in the privacy of their dorm room messing around, should never have been seen, but it was seen. And once it's seen, it cannot be unseen. Yeah, and it's also yeah. extrapolated into the world just the, there was there was a lovely line which I think it actually we took out, which is like now I understand why something is called going viral, you know, because it's like a disease, and I think that it
1: infects everything.
2: That virality. Yeah. I, I, we don't always see it like that but it but it's great when you say hey my video went viral you know mm. like uh, uh, <laughs> in a positive know. sense but when it, when it's a negative sense you can't stop it I mean. it's out there it's been shared it's it's it, and 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 as we said in the beginning it can destroy people's lives often over something quite menial you know quite quite sort of insignificant but because of the times and because of you know
1: although i mean it's not totally insignificant and i think that's what the play plays on is was it they were just messing around and there've been decades and decades of boys in boarding houses messing around doing something that's possibly not great but ha ha, ha you know in the privacy now it, it, it's seen, um, but but it, it kind of cu- it keys into something else and but should it the question is more should it destroy their lives
0: mm. oh that yes, I see what you mm. mean yes, yeah, yeah. yes, mm. that
1: you know yes, wrong time a, opportunity to educate, but we don't have those conversations. it's just you were wrong, out, expelled end of story, we don't want to mm. associate with you um, so no one's actually learnt anything.
0: Mm. This is the bottom line, isn't also you think mostly of sexual things um, Mm. that Mm. can ruin people's lives that go suddenly viral Mm. or even things like um, racial things, Mm. racial slurs. Mm. And it amazes me how people, intelligent people, well, presumably can go and write, especially in this climate, Mm. something as viciously racist Mm. as some people have. Mm. What do they think would happen? Of course, they're going to get Ought, mm. and there will be consequences. Mm. But I mean, if Do you're writing it, if you're more? writing
1: it, you're saying it, which means it's part of your vocabulary, mm. which means you are that person. Yes, you don't well. randomly, you know, use language that uh. you don't normally use. So, I think that that is different to to something that these boys are doing, um, because these are boys. You know, they're, they're teenagers. Mm. They're they're you know they're young. They're foolish. Um, But I think there's certainly, you know, kind of an adult um, writing a racist text to someone, well, I'm sorry, if you get exposed, it's wrong. You you know, don't use that language.
2: But mm-hmm. but I think what what you're alluding to as well is that as much as people know the dangers of this thing, they still do it. They still do you it. Still, you exactly. still hear, that you know, this these kids filmed this thing. They sent it to a friend. Oh, gosh. It landed up in the public domain. Dude, like, have you not been tuned into <laughs> exactly. the world? Like, um, as as the father says, you know, idiots, how stupid can you be? Oh, in the play. Yeah. In the play. <laughs> you know, like, like, to film it, to that you know. Like, <laughs> I also want to say the play is very funny. You know, we we we're talking oh. about we're talking about it like it's a. It, it is it is a got drama. some serious themes and it is got some very dramatic stuff in it. But but Ros is also a very funny writer and uh, we have t- some very very funny performers and and I think there's also a lot of um, I wouldn't say comedy, but there's also a lot of uh, humor in the play. Okay, well. which I think is important yeah. with a yeah.
0: subject like this. Otherwise, yeah. it could get rather yeah it's intense. I want to ask you about the actors taking part. But first of all, Rosalind, it's your turn again for another piece of music before we get some from Craig later.
1: Yes, well, it's uh, a piece from one of my favorite um, songwriters and singers. Uh, She's American, Sara Bareilles, and she wrote all the songs for the musical Waitress. And this is one of the songs from the musical, and it's called She Used to Be Mine.
4: It's not simple to say most days I don't recognize me That these shoes and this apron That place and its patrons Have taken more than I gave them It's not easy to know I'm not anything like I used to be, although it's true, I was never attention sweet center, I still remember that girl, she's imperfect, but she tries, she is good, but she lies, she is Sometimes life just slips in through a back door and carves out a person and makes you believe it's so true. And now I've got you, and you're not what I asked for. If I'm honest, I know I would give you. Girl! She's kind, she is lonely, most of the time, she is all of this mixed up and baked in a beautiful pie. She is gone, but she is
0: Sarah Borelli is in that song, She Used to Be Mine, from that musical Waitress. Waitress, there you go. It was another choice of one of my two guests here on People of Note this week on Fine Music Radio, Rosalind Butler, who's the writer of the play Expelled, which is what we're talking about, and it's all about the world of mostly ungoverned social media. Let's. T- who, who have you chosen to be in this play? Are there many actors? Is it a small two-hander? Um, it's a th- it's a, it's
2: a three-hander on stage, and the actors are uh, Anthony Coleman, Charmaine Ware-Smith, and, and making his professional debut, a young man called Nicholas Hutting.
0: Is he the one that's going to play the part of Alex?
2: Yes, yes. Ah. Um, so he's just uh, one year out of school. Um, we wanted the, the character to be of age. Um, so, yeah, and he's, he's, he's amazing. And Charmaine and Anthony are... Uh, Anthony I've been working with for 25 years. He was in my first film, Gums and Noses, uh, and the play Gums and Noses. Um, and Charmaine is also something, uh, someone we've worked with a great deal. And, in fact, the two of them... Played the two out of three people in Rosalind's last play. So they have a great chemistry together, and they are. It, you know, it's funny when you work with people over 25 years, you start off with them and they're young and they don't know what they're doing, and then suddenly you're back in a rehearsal with them and you realize <sighs> these are actually. Proper, products, yes. proper professionals. You know the mm. the wa- the way, the wealth of experience that they have, and yeah, amazing cast. And then we have two digital characters. Um, we have a headmaster played by Graham Hopkins, and we have the girlfriend of Alex uh, played by a young woman called Amelia Smith. They appear digitally, uh, and we have some other young boys in the video itself. So that so the play is populated. Um, the cost is bigger than than what's on stage, and that's okay. and that's part of the the design. As Roz was saying, we wanted the the digital world to blend in with the real world, so mm-hmm. the, the set is very very clever. Tell me something about the set. Yeah, so the set is designed by a young guy who I've never worked with called Kieran McGregor, who's uh, uh, amazing young designer who's designing costume, set, and everything, um, production design, and he's designed a set that takes projection. The entire set. takes Takes projection, oh, so my. so literally we can project anything onto the set uh, at any time. So ranging from Zoom calls to text messages to photographs to video games to um, <laughs> war cries. So that was really our intention was that. To, just to make us realize how much this thing has become part of our lives—that, uh, uh, as Rose said, what's real, what's not real, invasive. Did you say pervasive, pervasive, pervasive. and invasive? Oh yes,
0: of course. Um, yeah.
2: You know, so so we're talking to people, we're zooming, we're we're v- FaceTiming, we we're, oh. we're, we're on screens all the time. Um, much more so than we realise. Uh, I, I, I often think if you if you if you want to know how how much the digital life is with us, try and lose your phone.
0: Well, yes, uh, we you, all know that. You, you feel <laughs> like you've lost your left arm, you know,
2: mm. and that's that's how that's how these things have become part of.
0: It us. must have been a bit challenging for you, Craig, to, to deal with that sort of cost, as it were, mm. being. Media, electronic mm. as well, mm. but I presume it's all recorded.
2: So it's pre-recorded, by. and luckily I'm also a film director, so I think one of the reasons why Roz wanted me to direct it was that <laughs> you know where, so, uh, there were days that we were it was like a film shoot, and we were we were filming these these people, uh, um, and obviously the actors have to play live off these mm-hmm. off these mm-hmm. recordings. Um, but I have to say, uh, as, as Roz was saying, it's it's really. Exceeded my expectation. The 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 look of it of, of how how you know there's scenes where she gets lost in scrolling in Facebook and we have five you know <laughs> Facebook feeds and text and it's it's it, it's just very very visual.
1: I think what I was worried about was how would the act you know would you lose the actors interacting and you really don't and that's part of the cleverness of the design mm-hmm. is you're still following the live actor and the screen and it's it's kind of quite seamless and I think that that's director and designer kind of all credit.
0: But you must have, well, good for you, (laughs) you must have had this concept in your mind that there would be on stage yes. digital media. Yes,
1: I did. But I had no idea how it would, how work. It would
0: work. Oh, okay. So I just and
1: passed the baton.
2: <laughs> well, I think also this idea that we we had no idea, would it be like a little square like that that they're talking to? And in actual fact, because of the tech, I haven't worked a lot with projections on stage, so it's been a bit of a new experience for me as well. But but when you zoom in the, the 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 headmaster of the school, and he takes up – you know 5 meters he's on a big screen you know he's essentially large mm. you know which mm. which we, I don't think the scale of it we didn't quite imagine yes, but you know. psychologically it's mm. the principle yes. so I suppose yes. that works yes and his girlfriend and and what's interesting also is how I don't know if it's because we're so used to this zoom facetiming thing when when those when those actors come in there it doesn't feel fake you know (laughs) it feels like they're there in a weird sort of way also if you you
1: see a a young person with their screen that is their world yeah you know so so the scale of it makes sense kind of in terms of that's how big it is in their life yes you know so it kind of i mean i remember seeing this father furious at the sedgefield market with his daughter he came stomping up and he said you on that phone 24 7 but when i call you you never answer (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Which is true, I suppose.
1: It is true. Try getting hold of them. I phoned my son's best friend.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. And that's how you get through to Can him. I say,
1: please ask him to call me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Now, um, because you've been very good, Craig... <laughs> with all that you've just said about the actual production and how it looks, it's time for you to choose a piece of music.
2: Um, so this is one of my favorite songs from back in the day by Dire Straits, uh, a track called Romeo and Juliet, um, which I chose because of a, of a man called Terence Raish who I was at university with, who used to sit and play it in the corridors and went on to become the lead singer of Dire Straits my goodness after Mark Knopfler left so it it, it was an amazing thing I used to think wow this guy plays Dire Straits incredibly and he was a musician and he replaced Mark Knopfler in the actual Dire Straits touring band which I always thought was a beautiful thing is he playing here? no no this is the original Oh, I assume
5: A heart attack He's underneath the window Just saying, hey, Eli, my boyfriend's back You shouldn't come around here Singing up to people like that Anyway, what you gonna do about it Juliet The dice was loaded from the start And I bet Then you it been thick and thin, you yeah. Now you just say, oh, Romeo, okay. you know, I used to have a scene with company All I do is kiss you Through the bars of a rain. Julie, i have The stars with you Anytime Until the When we made love you used to cry Said I love you like the stars above
6: I love you till I die
5: Struck Romeo, sing the speech of serenade. laying everybody low with a love song that may anyway. find the convenient street man, Steps out of the shade and says something like
0: And what was that piece of music? Craig? That was Romeo and Juliet by dire Straits. Okay. Craig is with me here in the studio with his wife, who is Rosalind Butler, who's just written this play called Expelled, which we're talking about and which I have to say has made me feel both weary of seeing it because of the drama and danger and all, but you did say it's got some humor in it. To balance it out nicely. How do you get humor into a topic like that, talking about social media and its damage on this young man called Alex?
1: Well, there are funny parts to it. And the way she reflects her husband, her social media obsession drives him nuts. I'm not saying it's got anything to do with anything I might have experienced. <laughs> but um, And so there's a lot of banter around that and her observations. Mm. Um about it as well as the kind of foibles of um, how we relate to social media. So I think and then with the, the kids, the relationship stuff, it's kind of, you know, there's some gentle humor and then there's some crazy behavior that... Could be shocking, or you could also laugh at. So, okay. Yeah. Is
0: it structured like in acts? Is it or one one? It's one episodic
1: three? scenes. Okay. But it, okay. the way it works with the set um, is things kind of are quite seamless. So it's almost mm-hmm. quite filmic the, the structure of it. It feels like you go from one scene into yeah. Um, As you the were next. saying, Craig, mm. uh,
0: your experience mm. in film certainly helped you.
2: Also, it's it's um, it's about 80, 85 minutes. An, hour, without an interval, without an straight interval, through, yeah. straight through. and yeah, it's it's. I think I think it's running about one, uh, you know one twenty five, which I think is a great length, and and, mm-hmm. and then it's it's in and out. Actually, the length of a of a of a well made Hollywood film. Absolutely, and music is there. In a, is there a music <laughs> little, element? A little bit of music, a little bit. Yeah, not not massive, but yeah, a couple of songs in it. Yeah, yeah. And where do they come from?
1: Well, the one is a song that she would kind of been reminded of on social media because mm-hmm. that's one of the good aspects is you you, you find music that you Absolutely. either had forgotten Gosh. about or you know people post a youtube video and um, you kind of see something that you might not otherwise have i've I've actually found quite a few artists through um facebook mm-hmm. um so so she talks about and then that kind of the Memories and... Oh,
0: so the music is a sort of memory. Yes. Even I went and looked up some old songs from the 50s and 60s. um, And it's great fun to listen to them, actually, because music takes you back, doesn't it? In a memory like that, to that period of your life. And you've got, as you said, very experienced actors, Charmaine Weir-Smith and uh, Anthony Coleman. And you spoke about finding the young man... How did you do that? I mean, obviously you thought, I want Charmaine in it and I want Anthony Cole in it. But then you had to find this young man. How did you do that?
1: Well, Craig um, and Charmaine, actually.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd had, as I said, we'd had several read-throughs of the play. And we'd had young young actors sort of younging up. Yes. For the part, um, and 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 uh, not
0: working. Well,
2: they did. They, a, were they, they were great, but but it was definitely didn't have the. I think what. Well, think one of the very interesting things about the play is is the youth of youth. You know the <laughs> the, the youth the, of youth. Yeah, how, how young kids are. They're not fully developed uh, human beings, and of they do not, stupid no. things, yeah. and their frontal cortex hasn't actually developed <laughs> properly yet. Oh my goodness! And, and you know, it's it's just it's an it's an important thing to remember that and as Roz was saying uh, I think we've actually been frustrated often with some of these schools and the way that they deal with things where instead of turning it into learning they turn it into punishment and, wh- and where's the line there because we all need to learn and, and, and why not take something like that and really use it as a. As and a how will your
1: consciousness evolve if we don't have those debates yeah. and mm-hmm. you grapple with it and you reach something that you might not have in another way.
0: Yeah, but you know the cliche is in the old days where none of this was available and everyone survived read a lot and went to encyclopedias and the world has progressed fantastically as a result. Now there's this new dimension mm. to our lives, isn't there, mm. where at a push of a button you're going down a tube, mm. what I call it, a rabbit hole, mm. Um and yet there's something. It's. I speak to a friend I have in Berlin on on FaceTime, mm. Mm. and it's wonderful. Mm. Um, it's wonderful. It hardly costs anything. Mm. And it's um, an incredible connection rather mm. than sitting on a mm. telephone. Mm. And that's a good thing about mm. social media, mm. but it needs to be managed. And as mm. we've said, the the world here, you say the largely ungoverned world of social mm. media is the problem. Mm. But how do you govern it? Mm. Is there an answer in the play?
1: No, there, there's no answer. <laughs> I suppose, no, there isn't. <laughs> Even Mark Zuckerberg at the Senate didn't have an answer when, you know, they, they say they're trying. Mm-hmm. They're trying. Trying
0: to improve it, the algorithm. It's almost
1: too big.
0: It almost became too big. I yes, think that's, that's exactly the whole what thing. Happened. It's, a, it's yeah. become a monster yeah. in many ways, yeah. whether good or bad. Let's try and sneak in another track.
2: Oh sorry, also want- we also just sorry, just to finish the story about mm. the
0: young actor
2: that we wanted to to find a younger actor than the guys who are reading and Charmaine had seen Nicholas um, doing a performance at Red Hill School. And said to me, like, this guy is amazing and he's just out of school and have a look at him. So so I did and he was great. Um he's he's um he's not actually studying drama, he's studying a B com I think. But he managed to get space out of his schedule and yeah, it's his professional debut and Gosh. he's doing amazingly. He's mixing it with two hardened pros yeah. and
0: <laughs> Well look good for him. Yeah, yeah, he's doing great, yeah. All right, now let's have a break for music, Craig. What's your next piece?
2: So my next one is also one of my favorite songs, A Girl from the North Country, uh, sung by Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. The, the, the only track that ever really emerged from them together, they apparently recorded a whole album together, but for one or other reason, they didn't release the other recordings, and this was one of the few recordings of them singing together. Mm.
6: If you're traveling To the North Country Fair, Where the winds Is heavy On the border Line Remember Me To one who Lives there For she Once was A true Love of mine If you go when the snowflakes fall When the river's freeze and summer ends Please see for me if she's wearing a coat so warm To keep her from the howling If you're traveling in the North Country Fair, When the winds hit heavy on the borderline Please say hello to the one who lives there For she was once was a true lover of mine Yeah. <laughs>
0: Another choice of one of my guests today, uh, Craig Frymont, who's director of the play Expel that we're talking about. What was that, Craig? That was Girl from the North Country by Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash gosh, great names there. So I'm talking to Craig and also I'm talking to Rosalind about this play Expelled and one of the things, bearing in mind the subject what do you think the reaction of young our young people are to come and see it? Definitely. Schools um, and things like we, that.
2: We, we would not advise um, under sixteen?
1: Well we said grade ten up.
2: Grade grade ten up. Oh um, right, and right. We, we really are targeting schools because it's such an important uh, mm. uh, I mean those are for the for people them. that should that need yes, to see it. Yes but it, what's nice about the play is it's it's about a family. Mm-hmm. So it's about the parents and about this kid. And it really follows both of their experiences through a through a social media scandal. You know but the, but the youth aspect of it I think it'll really sing with a with with the young audience um because we've been very um I think we've just tried to be quite close we've got three kids of of that age and we we've sort of uh, it's quite close to us. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. W- w- we really, really encourage
0: schools to come and see it. Uh, drama teachers bring the kids. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, I it will be think great. that's very important. Yeah. And will it travel? I mean, it's opening at the Baxter. It's just opened at the Baxter. It's its premiere. Are you going to travel elsewhere in the country? Because it's something that needs to be seen by all accounts. We
1: it's going straight to the Market Theatre um, after the Baxter run. Oh, good. And it opens on the 7th of March and runs till the end of the month uh,
0: At the market at in the Johannesburg market at oh, That's good to know. Just before you go, because now we've covered the play quite nicely and certainly uh, intrigued us, but tell me a little bit about How Now Brown Cow, which is this organisation um, that's part of what you do, isn't it? Just briefly.
1: Well, they're the Purdue- Hanna the producers of the play and they also, it was part of the script development programme and um Julianne Hegarty and Daniel Galloway um, run it. Uh, it's um, Julianne's company and it's wonderful independent producers who are interested in local plays as well as international plays. Um, they did the very um, wonderful production of The Beauty Queen of Lenane at the Baxter um, last year and a wonderfully supportive um, company who really is interested in pushing things into a new space and I'm deeply grateful to them. I don't think the play would have been written without their help and in terms of the development process and certainly it's so hard to get a play produced. Mm,
0: I'm sure. So they kind of commissioned you to write this play. Uh,
1: there was a, a program where four, every quarter four playwrights would were chosen to develop a play they were working on right, and right. Um, expelled kind of went through that process and then ultimately was commissioned as a production.
0: Okay so that's um, a lovely story actually about how now Brown Cow as well as getting school children in Craig but now we have to stop so (laughs) but you've certainly wet our appetites but now we're going to end with a piece of music apparently which both of you have chosen the husband and wife team here Rosalind and Craig what have you chosen?
2: Um this is Tony Bennett's "Rags to Riches" and was actually our wedding song. Oh, um, I knew that there was we a catch that we did our that- our sort of opening uh, dance to uh, at our wedding um, many years ago. How many years ago?
1: Twenty six. <laughs> years ago.
0: That <laughs> put you on the spot didn't it Rosalind? Okay we'll end with that so thanks to both of you and best of thank luck with the play I hope it's going to go extremely well it deserves to. My guests then Rosalind Butler and Craig Frymond. Thank, thank you, you so you, much. Thank you lovely to be here <music>
7: Blows may still be torn and tattered, but in my heart I'd be a king. Your love is all that ever mattered, it's everything. It's a treasure that I'm hoping for Hold me and kiss me And tell me you're mine evermore Must I forever be a beggar Whose golden dreams will not come true Or will I go from rags to riches? My fate is up. Must I forever be a beggar Whose golden dreams will not come true Or will I go from rags to return? My fate is ours